damn it. I hate you, Scotty. We're keeping this portion of it and using it as an outro. But let me know when you're actually ready. Okay, this time, John, I really am recording. Okay. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty and John's chicken hour, take two. Uh, I think this is where you asked me how, I, how, how I've been. Hi, Scotty. How are you? Uh, and this is, where I think, where I said, John, I've been spending a day um, uh, upping my levels of incompetence. And I just think that, that, that you are ever the optimist, whereas everybody in the world <laughs> cannot imagine you possibly being worse at what you do. Here you are saying, well, well, yes, I can be. Hold my beer. What happened, Scotty? I am sure you laughed more the first time you had to say that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, after having this conversation once already, we proved that I'd not press record. So that's the first thing. (laughs) Um, But today I have been uh, working with NS Bitmap Image Rep, uh, which is uh, one of those classes that um, once you've read the documentation, you understand it even less than you did before you read the documentation. It's, uh, yeah, I, um, I'm not a graphics expert. I've been doing um, some image manipulation, taking some images, adding some annotations to them, and uh, having to use um, NS Bitmap Image Rep to, to do some of that work. And it just absolutely confuses me all of the time. All of the time. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, and you go and read the documentation, what this property does, and it just, it might as well have said, Inga, Biba, Blubla, Ababumba, Akapa, Ablubador. Because I would and understand. There's our show title. <laughs> I would understand it just as much, and if it had said something. And now I'm sure if you are a, a graphics expert or, or uh, something like this, you would have. Um, it would all make sense. Uh, but um, yeah, so uh, it's uh, basically my uh, my way of working with NS bitmap image represent- representation or rep is um, is to randomly change values until it comes out to something like what I wanted it to do in the first place. Um, which makes for quite a long day, really. Uh, but it is now it, it is now doing what I wanted to do. Um, as I said, I I I, uh, I changed a few numbers. I sacrificed a chicken. I balanced on the the left arm of my chair using just my right big toe, and um, it started doing the stuff I, I needed to do. And so now I've just left it alone, and I will not touch it again until the next time that I realize I've done it wrong. And this is how you became a vegan. You sacrificed the one family chicken in, in the name of getting your annotations to work. How does your family feel about that? Uh, well, at least they're, they're going to get something to eat tonight. Hmm. <laughs> I hope they enjoy it. Well, gosh, Scotty, that sounds um, harrowing. <laughs> I and, won't go quite as far as harrowing. Makes... I mean, this is only one of my things of incompetence today, so I've got many more I could add to the list. But but let's not let's not... You know, let me splurge on about incompetence forever. I can dot those in around as we go. John, how have you proven yourself incompetent this week? Or competent? Well, you know, su- yeah, surprisingly, this has turned out to be a pretty good week, at least in, in terms of, of software. And I have a couple of things to share, but um, I will have to, to pace them out a little bit. I mean, the first thing is uh, I, nerd that I am, and pandemic that we are in, found myself over the weekend trying to finally make good on a promise I'd made a long time ago about uh, building an, an app for a, a dear friend of mine who helped me out so much many, many years ago when I was working on Memory Miner. And uh, this fellow, Cooper Bates, has this really cool card card game. And it's, it's, it's basically, it's kind of like for, you know... Um, aiding with conversations at, at at the best dinner parties where you have just really interesting questions being answered that are really revelatory. And so it's a card game that that's called, I think, therefore a question. 
Um, and, it, it, you know, it, it, on the one hand, you think, well, part of the reason why this is really nice, because it's analog, you have these cards, you have no screens, you're not doing with anything. But, you know, he got in touch with this, like, can you build an app? And I was like, sure. And back when he asked, it was kind of <laughs> it was almost this time last year, um, I think. And or maybe it was just after dubbed up. I can't, I can't even remember. But anyway, I was all kind of excited saying, oh, well, there are all these new, you know, there's Swift UI and there's Combine and there's all these new technologies and so many, you know, tutorials out there just for doing, you know, how do you represent a stack of cards? And and, and so I thought, okay, well, great. It's a learning opportunity. I'll be able to, to become um, somewhat familiar with these new technologies. How hard could it be? And in fact, you know, for the most part, it 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 really was pretty easy. You know, that that my my feeling for it is after I got this basic stack of cards where you can shuffle them around and they can be made to look really pretty and you know they they adapt nicely. You know, out of the box, I didn't really have to do much to to worry about the accessibility of it, including dynamic type because it's pretty easy to to, to just make it work. And in fact, it mostly just works out of the box. And I looked at it and I said, wow, there's like, that's vastly fewer lines of code than if I did it in, in, in UI kit. Um, but inevitably you'll run up to some problems like, but this thing is not working. And, and where did I miss this one bit of magical invocation um, to, 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 to make it work? And that was my experience with it. And that's the, that's the thing is I think in general, and it reminds me of, of what you're talking about. It's like on the one hand you say, okay, I need to deal with images. So I'll just use UI image or NS image. And, and for most people's cases, you know, you use, it's just such a simple aspect of it. It's like load me an image by, by name or by URL or whatever, and shove it to an image view and things just work. It's only when you start to really care about performance because you have to because you're working with really large images or tons of images or when you're printing or being able to needing to do things not just at, at screen resolution but at output resolution then the devil comes into the details and you realize that uh, in, under, in order to understand all the magic that has to have been done deep inside the class or the class cluster that's when things get a little bit difficult. But it really was really fun. It's not quite done yet but it, I was kind of surprised at how quickly I was to get something up and running. And, and, and so that was nice. Um, so here's the important thing. Sean. Do you think you'll ship before Georg? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in, you know, the thing about it is that this is, this is, this is the interesting question because it, 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 it's really more a design question. And what I said all along to, to, to Cooper is that, you know, it, deciding exactly what should be done is going to be much more difficult than actually doing that thing. Um, and as you start to ask more questions, you then have to decide how much do you want to, to, to you know, do for a first version and where do you think you might want to go with it? Because on the one hand, you would think, what are you trying to do here? Are you trying to, you know, on the one hand, you could say, well, let's imagine you were playing with somebody who's blind. You know, they could be at the dinner table and if they had an app where they had voiceover, it would make it possible for them to, to do it no problem. Um, but still, then you have the issue of how do how would you synchronize a physical set of cards with you know a, a digital representation of it? Would you not then have to have everybody either passing the phone or doing something like that? And then you start asking other questions like, well, what happens if you wanted to to play with somebody who's not physically in the room? Isn't that what you can do with an app and the internet? You know, and so and if you start pulling on that a little bit, then you get into like, well, okay, do we need a server? And if so. Does that just mean, you know, a, a static website where you can dump a, a bunch of JSON files? It's like, okay, that's good. I mean, and that was the other thing too. It's like I said to him, it's like to do this 
correctly, we're not going to just, you know, take the, the images that are rendered, you know, for the printer, for the physical cards. We're actually going to construct them programmatically. And when you do that, you can animate them and you can localize them and you can adapt them for different sizes and different screens and so on and so forth. So we have to do it that way. So it actually took a, a fair number of back and forth with a designer saying, you know, I want these pieces. Just give me the decorations that go into the corner. I'll rotate them as needed and I can have whatever size card I, I want. You know, and and please, I want vector artwork. Don't give me a, a bitmap because it's only one size. So, you know, you, I'm, I'm reminded again about all the things that are needed when you're bootstrapping any app development, you know, because then there comes the question of now we need an app icon. And it's like, no, you know, how you design it at 1024 by 24 pixels. If you're a print designer, you're thinking in those terms. And when it gets shrunk down to, to 100 pixels, you're not going to see anything. So rethink the design. So there's all those different things. But really where, where it starts to become tricky is when you get into questions of, you know, if I want to play somebody else and I want to have a state like saying I have a, a deck of cards that I'm working between two people and I need to save whatever the current card is, how and where do you do that? You know, if it's two people not on the same device, then you have to sync it somewhere in a server. And if you sync it on a server somewhere, do you have a user account or how do you identify a user without you know, going down the pathway of saying, oh, well, let's recreate a social graph or let's use somebody else's. So I could go on and on, but you you, you kind of immediately understand that there's such a, a, a long distance between, oh, I have this prototype, it's up and running, and somebody saying, ship it. And you're like, okay, but, you know, let's be careful to, to understand what we're shipping and, and how we can update it. Um, so that's that's the long answer to saying it's like it's quite possible I could ship something. Anybody can ship something, but does that mean that you're going to ship something that's the right balance of just enough to get out there, but also good enough that if you do manage to get some attention on it, you won't have felt like, you know, that one shot at attention completely disappears when people realize, oh, but there's not a whole lot of there there. As we've said many times, uh, you know, a good portion of developing is actually trying to decide what to develop and what not to develop or you know, being yep. a being a product product owner as opposed to just being the developer. Often, if you're a a developer in a bigger organization, then a lot of those decisions are out of your hands, sadly. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously, when you're an indie or a smaller team or whatever, it's um, yeah, yeah, it's bigger part of the job is deciding what to ship and what not to ship, what to what to develop and what not to develop, what's good enough for part one and what's not good enough for release one. So, yeah, there we are. So there you are, Georg. Shipping is actually hard. Shipping good product is actually hard. Can can I can I talk about some other uh, partial full time partial listeners? You can talk about as many partial listeners as you wish. Okay. So can I give some love to our best friend in the universe, Alex Repti, um, who who got in touch with me after he heard last episode when I was you know crying in my my milky beer about um, about. <laughs> the, 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 what should be a very simple thing is how do you pass a, a Boolean no, a Boolean false uh, from Objective C across to a JavaScript backend? It's like ah, this made me think of this thing, and 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 he was expecting that would just be a remind me of that I would have already seen this kind of legendary uh, lightning talk about how various languages suck. 
in like fucking brutal brutal ways and one of them was was ruby and other was was javascript <laughs> and it, it, i had not seen it in fact and i tweeted you know to that effect afterwards but it, it was it was really interesting as like one of those things as well as that you you know you could show it to people who just you know are into meme culture and nerd humor and they would find something out of it um, but the un, the funny thing is, is that the follow up discussion about it was, you know, uh, Alex saying to his colleagues, saying, "Well, I'm going to, you know, now that I've seen how great Ruby is, or reminded how great Ruby is, I think we should just rewrite Sketch in, in Cocoa Ruby." So um, there there began a rumor mill. But again, related to Alex, since we've re- rekindled our conversations, I know that Alex is a big fan of making pizza and a big lover of of all things Italy and Italian including going out and camping and producing amazing pizzas while out camping. So I'm going to start spreading the rumor that, in fact, Alex is going to quit his job at, <laughs> at Sketch and start start a, a van, a van-driven kind of, uh, he'll show up and make amazing pizza and other meals. And, and there is a precedent for this. There's a very famous restaurateur here in San Francisco who, was just launching his very very amazing you know restaurant very farm to table very kind of in in that vein um, just at the time of lockdown and and had to scramble in a million different ways to try and save his business kind of kept it alive and his latest thing is like okay you know I will I will drive in for four people fixed price I will make this amazing meal and I will do it out of my my VW camper van and. That's that's Alex. So Alex, we wish you great luck uh, in your new career. Is that and sorry for spreading the rumor. Yes, that also means that we could probably uh, try and get a sponsorship to advertise his old job. <laughs> True. I know this is what I'm worried about. It's like we spread the rumor and then it takes too much shape, and then all of a sudden he, he has no choice but to take this on. We we don't want that to happen. I think Sketch is such an amazing app. Um, I I am astounded by how powerful it is, with knowing how how you know. What a small team it, it it is, especially relative to to tools like you know, from from companies that begin with an A and end in an E and once dominated the universe. Exactly. Talking of sponsorship, I had a call from our accounts department today. Oh yeah, yeah. And? I'm, I'm just trying to make us feel like a big corporate podcast here. But it was basically Matt. Mm. Matt dropped me a, a message. Uh, it, it seems okay. This 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 is joining up now. This is like a, a great segue because we just spoke about sponsorship and uh, and we were earlier speaking about my incompetence. And this will bring the two together uh, because <laughs> okay. I I had a had a, a message from uh, the uh, Matt saying um, I think you need to find some podcast sponsorship uh, because you're running the bills up. And I said, what? Uh, and it says, and so it turns out um, uh, one of our recent recordings that rather than using FaceTime, I telephoned you. <laughs> so, oh, God. I, you my, idiot. My 8,000 mile <laughs> telephone call. <laughs> in you to, dumbass. In order to, you know, which, which, uh, yeah, fortunately, we are a short podcast, right? We are a short podcast. But, yeah, that's, um, yeah, so, but uh, I think it was my, my $87 telephone call for the, uh, for the episode uh, is there. So he said that we need to find $87 worth of sponsorship. So that's, that's about $43 a user, uh, a listener. Uh, right, right oh, now. man. So, so there we are. So, um, so and if anyone, out there, if anyone out buys a- wants to sponsor us for $87 to um to say something for you then um uh, Matt will be very pleased to recover my telephone calls from episode whatever it was in March <laughs> I think the smarter thing to do would be to you know get some really nice italian flour and buffalo mozzarella and some really good san marzano tomatoes and some olive oil and then ship that to Alex and you know for for like 
$20 worth of ingredients and probably $80 of, of shipping, we can, he can turn that into, a, into enough pizzas that are sold at a good profit that we can help raise the money. So that's what we're going to do. And in fact, just to make it completely stupid, uh, we are going to, I'm going to ship this thing from, Cal- I'll ship Italian ingredients from California to you in the UK. And then we're going to watch the game of let's try and ship something from the UK to Germany in the post-Brexit well, world. Let's see how that works out. This is where we might get some objections for Matt because Matt is a pizza aficionado. He has his flour shipped in from Naples often to to to, mm. to to make pizza, and he would he would want to scrutinize every pizza that went out with our company, uh, anything to do with our company, because he is uh, his standards are very high. So uh, mm. yeah, so we may um, pizzaiola Matt. Yeah, so we may uh, we may we may have a trouble with that one. But there we are. I'm, I'm sure we can give whacking great value. We could dedicate a whole show to you for eighty seven dollars. How about that? Whoever you there we be. go. <laughs> we will talk incessantly about your stuff because it's got to be better than our stuff. So there we go. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so anything else this week? Uh, obviously, um, I, go, go, I, go ahead. I do, but I want you to have your opportunity, though. No, I only have stories of incompetence still. So <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I'm actually sat. I'm quite grateful you talk because I'm actually sat here in quite a lot of pain because of another thing of incompetence I did today. Um, in our in oh, kitchen, we have one of these like flashy. Um, four-way taps where you have your hot cold and you have a chilled filtered water and boiling water and i was taking some medication about an hour ago and i put my head under the tap to turn on the chilled water and by mistake turned on the boiling water and burnt my burnt my mouth so oh my god <laughs> okay scotty <laughs> uh, boiling, boiling from, water is quite hot <laughs> step back away from 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 the computer from the faucet from really just it's time to back to the cave with you <laughs> yes have I ever have I, right. have I told you I've applied for a job to look after the nuclear codes? No, please don't. <laughs> right, John. So there, I just keep putting things of incompetence in. Now that is all my level of incompetence for today. So let me hear okay. something else good about you. Well, so uh, we are going to have uh, coming up very very soon uh, a day devoted to fixing accessibility bugs, um, and so uh, one of the issues that was brought up it was like there's a singular point which beget should beget beget you know many 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 additional uh tickets in jira and this is you know you should support dynamic type <laughs> and 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 when we mean that we should support it everywhere and this is something that i've talked about in the past saying that you know it's a tricky thing to do um because it, it in many cases it's not just about you know invoking the right apis it's really thinking about the design and so uh in our app, we, you know, we, we use custom typefaces. We had some custom typefaces made for us, um, which is not all that uncommon. And as a result of that, we also have a, a font category that we use so that, you know, so that we can ask for, for specific fonts using the right substitution based on the, on the locale. So, for instance, we have custom Thai fonts, we have custom Arabic fonts, and uh, we have a custom font for, for, for Roman languages. And so, you know, in our app, instead of just specifying fonts with, you know, UI system font of, of size or font with name or so on and so forth, we, we have our categories so that we can do the right, you know, logical thing to be able to, to get it, especially considering the fact that, uh, you know, we have, we have uh, locales which may differ from, from the system setting. So, you know, that's the, that's the good news. We've already done that. Um, the bad news is that, you know, unless you actually do the font scaling yourself for dynamic type, it doesn't work, right? So basically you can ask the question, you, you, can, you can take a font that you've specified and there's a, a way of basically having 
that font scale for you based on the user's um, dynamic type settings. And, and that will return it to you, and that's great. And then so you may end up getting, you know, a 12-point typeface in whatever font you want. Um, and, and then you can say, okay, great. Now, given the user's accessibility sizes that they're using because they have profound low vision, you may end up then getting a 48-point font, um, and that's going to cause a layout change. So it's, it's, it's you know, the, the brute force thing of, of doing it is very simple. Then you have to then decide how do you change your layouts. And so part of the problem is, is it's very hard to see exactly what this means. So I did something I think pretty clever, and I'm going to reveal it to my colleagues, but y'all are, are probably hearing this first, maybe, maybe not, depending on when this thing drops. Um, there a debug setting that I've made, which will force using, you know, the dynamic type. And I was able to do that based on some, some clever Objective-C um, trickery, which is great. And and it's it's absolutely revelatory to, to be able to see what the, the ground truth of your application is, because then you can see a couple of things. One is where the layout breaks. And secondly, where um, where where, you know, you have to be able to 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 react, because I, I, I think a, an app that supports dynamic type well should listen for the notifications when the size has changed, um, because oftentimes trying to determine what size makes sense you want to go kind of go back and forth, like go into the app, go into the place that you use regularly, and then you, there's a, a kind of control panel uh, accessory that you can use for changing the type size. And you can set it up to be, you know, as large as needed, but ideally maybe not larger than you do need. And so if you have to make that change and then reload the view, you know, a, a, an end user is not going to figure that out. So, so everything that's on the screen, I think, ultimately should be sensitive and, and redraw itself as needed when it determines that those sizes have changed. So um, I'm going to make my presentation and I'm gonna, after telling pe walking people through how to turn on accessibility shortcuts and how to add this to their, uh, um, you know, the, the control panel that's on the thing. Uh, then I'm going to say, okay, now do the other thing, go into the app, turn this thing on for everybody who's familiar with different parts of the app, go see what needs to be changed. And the one other little bit of tidbit, tidbit that I found, and this is kind of interesting because I found out about this while I was doing the work on, on the, the weekend project, I saw that, that, um, not only do you have an API for, for where you pass in a font and it will scale it back for you, there's a kind of a lower level API and that you can use. And I took advantage of this where you can say, pass it a value and it will scale it for you. And that's kind of interesting because ultimately when you're scaling fonts, you just need to say, given this size, the ratio of the, the, you know, the font size that you're asking for compared to the, 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 the font size that the user is requesting is X. Um, and then they can scale the value for you. And so what's interesting is that you could also use that for figuring out how to scale images and iconography if you want to adjust sizes accordingly. So, you know, if, and, and I think that's going to be interesting to do. So it's like one of these things, um, as everything, you know, the accessibility APIs that, that Apple gives you really do mostly just work out of the box. And, and, but it's more than anything, it's taking the time to, to care about things and deciding what you're going to do precisely. And then when it comes time to doing it more likely than not, there is an API for doing it. And there's hopefully a smart way of doing it. But the big challenge is right now, it's like, whereas we have it supported well in a couple parts of the app, we really want to get to the place where it works everywhere and works beautifully and works sensitively. And to get there, the only way to do it is to, to, to let people see exactly where it is now so that they can go and say, okay, great, I will go adapt this. And we just check off, check off, check off, check off all these different parts of the app 
and hopefully we'll get there. John, I am just basking in your, you know, amazingness and impressiveness compared to me. I do not <laughs> no, know how Scotty. I was ever worthy to meet you. No, Scotty. That's not true, but it, it did. It did. It did. Genuinely, it, I was pretty excited. You know, when I first got these things working, and I am very excited to to share it um, soon with my colleagues. I think it will be very well received. I, I'm a big fan, and, and you know, I will bring this back to something. Way, way, way back in NS conference, can't remember which one, but there was a fellow from Flipboard whose name I can't remember. Um, but he was showing the the debug tools that Flipboard had. And I was so blown away by it. I mean, on the one hand, it seems, oh, well, that's kind of simple, of course. But the, the reason why they had it is like Flipboard made their name based on a really great presentation, a really great, you know, great way of, of flipping the screen so that he's like, you almost didn't care about what content you were looking at. You just wanted to see that that interaction and try with it. So um, giving, give, you know, given how... Uh, to get that just perfect, how you would need to tweak the details of it, I can understand completely why it's super valuable that if you're trying to tweak something that you have to put like a special debug tool to be able to either load different types of content or adjust the value so that you can see in real time exactly what the timing curve should be or what the sizing should be or what the value of the radius or let me try it with this thing in a different language. And I was so blown away from it that I, I, I've taken that 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 kernel, that technique, and just gone to town with it as i'm sure others have but this is a perfect argument it's like about what you know that one interaction that one thing that i learned um at ns conference is proven invaluable and interestingly enough and i'll bring it back again i, I am spacing on the fellow's name but he is famous because he wrote uh, you know he he did uh, a very well loved and participated in Stanford class on iOS development. And there was a, 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 an outside photo that we took of the objective C bracket gang, as you might remember that whole meme. Um, and, and this was outside the Athena theater in, in sunny Leicester and arrayed everybody on, on there. It was like, everybody was at the conference and this was well before Swift ever was even announced. And maybe it was being worked on, but it just, it was all objective C all the time. Everybody's assembled there, but good old Alex Repti is off in the corner running away. And so I remember when I this this picture of this popped up in, in my memory somewhere. I sent a picture with it, and I will share this the show notes. And I kind of zoomed in the picture and put this scrawling red market mark that says, like, fuck brackets. I'm going to learn <laughs> Swift. <laughs> anyway, how's that for a complete story arc? An amazing story arc. See, I'm, uh, yeah, this week, other than being incompetent, I've, we're, I'm just so busy. I've got a release coming up for client work. And uh, as we said before, well, so, yeah, it's been a frustrating few weeks, really, of not really being able to get into into MoneyWell and sort of uh, trying to, um, you know, yeah, make progress on there. And obviously, we were speaking about recruiting. We've been going through some of that process, and that's ongoing. Um, so it's... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very frustrating. I mean, yeah, don't be wrong. I, the client work is gives me variety, and it definitely pays the bills. But you know, it's not quite the same as being able to really get to you know, to grips in the stuff that I really want to do. So I love hearing that uh, when someone else is getting to do the stuff they want to do, it makes me feel very happy. Hmm. Good. And tell and telling stories about great times when we were all doing what we wanted to do, like leave the house and meet other people. <laughs> oh, right. I do remember that. So, John, I guess we probably ought to uh, ought to wrap up. Um, 
rather than just waffle on for the sake of it, unless you have some more amazement to share with us. No, I have to save something for next time. Okay. And who knows? Like this, 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 this may be the case where I'm all excited about something, and somebody's going to listen to this and and cringe, knowing that while I'm talking about this with great sunny expectations of success, they will have heard that 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 my presentation fell on its face and nothing worked, and that I failed completely. But we will live. I hope that's in, not the case. We will live in optimism, John. We we, we will. will we will live that you will be a shining light of glory well scotty speaking of living in optimism where can people share their optimism for your future confidence <laughs> well don't forget if you want to tell me about my confidence or you would just basically like to send 87 dollars to sponsorship uh, you can <laughs> get in touch with me on twitter where i am mac devnet and john if people want to just uh bask in the in the radiance of your uh, marvelousness where should they do that well they should do that on twitter which is known for nothing else but <laughs> basking in marvelousness and spreading theories <laughs> about 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 various crazy things um and anyway you will find me on twitter as djembe that's d-j-e-m-b-e like the west african drum excellent well thank you very much uh, it's been wonderful to speak to you again hopefully our uh, our partial listener this week is is rich at least by 87 dollars um <laughs> thanks i did promise matt i would push it so do you think i've pushed it enough you've gone no, I'm here. Oh, oh, no, you're uh, I thought, thought you were talking to Matt. No, no, I thought I'd been incompetent and cut you off. <laughs> no, that's possible. Then I, then I, I, I for, for a second, I blanked there, and I, I, I thought that you were in the office, but I forgot no one's in the office no, anywhere no. because there's a fucking pandemic, and I'm tired. <laughs> You've just forgotten that you spent your last one year indoors. Never mind. Never but, mind. Yeah. There we are. You've just ruined everything, John. All that competence that had been building up all gone out the window so before we before we actually go down in a blaze of glory let's get this thing out the door say thank you very much for listening and until next time you take care okay i'll have some on hold music no wait we did that last time joke is us oh so wait you were defenseless <laughs> you can't say anything back to me it's a golden opportunity here let me channel georg scotty you're terrible you'll never ship your app everybody on twitter and i mean everybody on twitter is now laughing at you and you have nothing to say for yourself not even sam with all his editing magic can help you on this one Wherever ever the optimist when everyone else thinks you can't possibly be more fucked up and incompetent you come around and say why yes yes I can hold my beer <laughs> <laughs>